Hi, I'm Kate. And I'm Mandy. And this is Love Sober. The podcast for the sober and sober curious. Hi and welcome back to Love Sober, the podcast with the sober and sober curious. Um, This is episode 27 and today we're going to be looking at challenges to your sober self and what happens when the going gets tough, which inevitably it does from time to time. And um, so without further ado, I'm going to say hello to Mand and we're going to have a check in. Hello. Hello. Hi. How are you doing? Um, yeah, I'm a bit topsy-turvy at the moment. It's, it's like hour to hour, I think, um, it's sort of progress. Uh, this hour, I'd say I'm pretty good. Um, blue sky <laughs> and... It's because you're talking to me. That's true. No, it really Apart isn't you, today. It really you've been isn't. really <laughs> aggressive and quite scary today. Oh, yeah, no, it's blue blue sky. Um, I I just had a massage. You know, I can't I can't really complain. <laughs> Mustn't at the wrong. moment <laughs> at this hour. Yeah, yeah. And you? Oh, oh yeah, I'm great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's been like it's been difficult. It's well, one of the reasons why we decided to talk about challenges to your sober self when things get tough is just basically so that I can use like this like an hour long counselling session and talk about how shit things are at the moment. But um, yeah, it it's been very difficult with my son at school, um, and I think like the whole of the year, the kind of this year. You know, I talked to in a earlier episodes, didn't I, about you know having a close family bereavement, my husband being made redundant, uh, my son transitioning to secondary school, and really some big wobbles going on there. And um, yeah, I've just got to the point where I'm totally, utterly fucked off with everything. Really, mm. so that's where I'm at. Yeah, I think um, we wanted to talk about this because you know, sorry about our kind of like nervous giggles, but we. You know, I think there is those points where you, when you're starting to come out of very difficult times, you, thank goodness, get a bit of humour back, which is, I guess, where we are today. But mm. I think, yeah, it's it's um, life just keeps happening, you know, regardless of whether you're um, sober or, or not. And sobriety is a massive, massive tool um, in sort of keeping level and, and not going under. Um, but it doesn't stop, you know, hard times. And, and I think, um, I mean, I've had some kind of wobbles in terms of um, uh, my kind of mental strength, um, fragility, um, feeling, yeah, vul- very vulnerable. Um, we'll talk about sort of different things in a moment. But I think it's... It, I just we wanted to do today just to sort of say to anyone listening that you know um we we get it and we do have hard times and you know life is a roller coaster um and will continue to be so so it's like what can we do with that you know mm. what can we do when when you get thrown these kind of like <clears throat> consistent kind of I mean you've had a, a basically a year of consistent kind of like knockbacks and 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 um 
you gotta I mean you gotta we gotta keep going you know Mm. so it's like how do we come back from it and, and what can we do so and and all of that kind of feeds in I guess for um we're both in quite a strong position with our sobriety but you know those things feed into um triggers or feed into questioning um what you get back from sobriety I guess um and I was thinking about this the other day of like you know when everything's so hard that's when you you I mean you question everything and it's Mm. it's normal that you're gonna question your sobriety too because it's like it's fucking shit and everything's shit so like um why am I bothering doing this kind of thing um Mm. Yeah, so I mean, sobriety fatigue is 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 one place to start, I guess. Um, uh, what kind of what can you say about that, or what would you, you know, yeah, how do you approach that? Sobriety fatigue. Oh, I think like this can come up like whenever. Uh, and I remember when I think in the first year. I think we've talked about it before, but sort of it almost ran on a three monthly cycle when I just, if I flatlined a bit, if I hit a new sort of plateau or level or something. Um, and it almost like called for just a regrouping and maybe something else in the toolkit around that time. Um, but I definitely think, and then we talked about around year one, didn't we? Like a couple of weeks ago, we talked about fade effect bias. I think that's mm. in there as well. So I think there are a couple of things like that that can go go on with that. Um, but when life, you know, like, I don't know. I, I suppose for me... I fall into the trap sometimes of thinking, okay, well, I've got this sussed, I've got this sorted, and I'm like, I'm, I'm kind of doing all right. And then I forget that I'm learning all the time and, like, something else will happen and I just think, I have no idea. Like, I have no frame of reference for what is going on with my son at the moment. Mm. So it's meant an enormous amount of energy like talking to trying to find out things trying to then like go and be linked with the senko at school um because suddenly like we're in a completely different place than we were six months ago and i'm like oh my god like how did we end up here what what's going on here why have we had an exclusion why have we you know why have you been smoking like all of a sudden like what the hell's just happened like i thought you were just playing Fortnite. you know what i mean yeah. You turn your back and something has happened. So <clears throat> I think there's that, like, for me, what I've just had to do is just to go, oh, okay, I have no idea. So if I have no idea, what do I need? Okay, I really need some support. And yeah. it's just only occurred to me this year that everyone else in the family has had bits of support. One of my husband's had some support, you know, for bereavement because it was it was his sister who died. So clearly he massively needed that. My son's needed... So he, I, I've worked my butt off to get him interventions in school and some and some support. My daughter, touch wood, seems all right. My little eight-year-old eight seems kind of all right. Um, and I was just like, actually, no, I really need... I do really need to just talk to someone and it not be around like we need some family stuff but actually I need now to just go and talk to someone that I don't feel like you know 
uh, I have to worry about their response so actually that's going to have to be a paid professional you know it's like I've got lovely friends like talk to you loads and I you know I've got a few friends on the ground that I can really trust but sometimes it's more than that isn't it and um yeah so I, I suppose and I think that you, you kind that of support came to, yeah and I, I guess you kind of came to that realization didn't you by going back to kind of your core tools like self-compassion and you know listening mm. to um certain Tara Tara Brack. Tara Brack yeah I mean I think what happened last week I think it all came to a real head last week and I'm not entirely sure why um but I was really really tired and uh, and then I was aware that I needed to yeah like other strategies weren't working I was like okay I've done a lot of yoga. This not cutting it this week. What is it? And I often go back to Tara Brach, who's the Buddhist psychologist, Reign of Self-Compassion, which is an acronym for Recognise, Allow, Investigate and Nurture. We've spoken about her before and I can't underestimate or overestimate how <laughs> how good she is, like how like how that effect is effective for me mm. to cut through just to experience where I am and therefore I um I can access what it is uh, for mm. just, and I remember saying to you last week, like I'd done this, and I wasn't sure. You know, I knew I felt upset, I knew I felt wobbly, I knew I was just kind of arguing in my head over certain things, and I was like cross about things. And I, and we talked, and when I did this, I just lay on my bed and I allowed myself to do this, and once I'd gone through. The, the the process of it and I felt it in my body like I felt like massive pain in my chest I felt it cross going up my jaw like I felt it in a somatic body way and I think that's kind of quite important for me because I live in my head a lot so that was important and then it was like what do you need here and I was going oh it's okay sweetheart and I often say that and then I realized that, that it was something there that I needed to be right because to be too wrong was terrifying like to be Mm. wrong at this moment felt terrifying to me and I was like well what the fuck is that about like and then I realized that I had no idea what I was doing and everything like I needed to go and (laughs) get support of a professional um with um you know with what's going on at school yeah I was expecting myself to know I was expecting myself to know all the answers somewhere deep down and be right it was like you can't make a mistake you can't you know, you can't be wrong, you can't make a mistake, because if you make a mistake, all shit will break loose and the skull will fall in like chicken licking. So there was like an enormous amount of fear. So that enabled me to just go, ah, okay. Like, I actually just need to reach out, I need to talk to people and I need to get a bit of kind of support about some of this. Yeah, But I think this is such a huge thing for, you know, for parents, um, well, for anyone generally, especially if you kind of have some level of mental health issues in terms of anxiety or depression um and you know mothers parents um you know we're expected to know what we're doing all the time you Mm. know as as a parent and there are so many times where you feel so incredibly lost yeah and incredibly vulnerable um but you feel like you should know it all I mean I saw a friend Mm. of mine um the other day and you know she's she has a three-year-old and a and a 14-month-old, you know, so really little, really hard. I mean, it's so hard that time. Mm, really um, hard. 
Yeah, and you know, and she they were sort of talking about discipline and that you know that their son wasn't listening and he's kind of having all these reactions that they didn't expect, you know, and they kind of was just like we thought we could just sort of reason with him and and talk to him like a you know a nice in a nice friendly way and and he would listen but he doesn't and mm. and she she had uh, read the book um how to talk so children will listen and how, how to, to listen, listen so children yeah. will, will talk mm. and I was like oh I read that book you know I really 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 helped me and she kind of just relaxed she was just like did you and I was like yeah yeah there was a moment where I just I had no clue how to get out of kind of this battle I had with my kids at that time and she was like oh right and, and then I sort of said to her husband I was like oh you know I read this book too and he was like oh right you know and it was like they, they it was like a validation that they mm. could you know get some sort of extra help you know or, mm. or kind of um some guidance on it and it's like look no one you didn't you weren't born with a you know how to deal with kids and let alone yeah if your kids have kind of extra needs mm. um and yeah and no, it's interesting that we we call it sobriety fatigue but it's it's it's, it's life fatigue <laughs> it's life fatigue isn't it and it's, it's mother you know it's motherhood, motherhood fatigue. fatigue it's mental fatigue it's physical fatigue it's emotional yeah. fatigue and when we get depleted and drained and challenged that can have like it can make our sobriety vulnerable because we yeah. always used to use it for something we used to use alcohol to numb it out like to alleviate the stress just temporarily and and I think you know we talked before don't we about like a good strategy is a scaffold for living which could involve a reflective practice exercise being like massively important connection and you know that I think you can trundle along, or for me, mm. I'll I'll say I'll talk about me rather than go you like everyone else. But for me, I can trundle along really quite nicely with those. But then when life throws extra stuff, um, it it doesn't cut it. It doesn't quite cut it. It helped, but I was like, well, actually, I really need some proper support here. I need to phone Cruise myself and talk about bereavement. Like I mm. really do now. It's yeah, been, it's been like nearly coming up for nine months, and it's like okay, it's my time to kind of go okay, me now, um, a little bit, and also with with the with my son, I was like, oh okay, well I might we might need to look at mentoring, we might need to look at family stuff. Yeah, and I don't know. I just it's funny, isn't it? Because I I think I went right back last week and talked about and looked at my values and my my values around family are so strong like I like I need to have and be able to feel like I'm creating um a beautiful family and a, mm. a happy family and so when it was like oh actually I don't feel like I can at the moment like it like this is not in my control and everyone's shouting at each other and my daughter's upset and my son's like this and then my you know we're both stressed me and my husband I was like I didn't realize that I was and then doing that self-compassion thing how much shame I was carrying about that mm. it's like you are not able to create a happy family and it was all this very much you 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 you're like second arrow stuff it's not only am I sad I'm now also blaming myself for being sad and beating up on myself yeah for that and but I couldn't get to that unless I sort of 
had a little listen in and and just kind of went oh fuck it's that in it oh my god yeah took 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 some took some guidance i guess you know yeah um and yeah i mean it's i had a sim well it's not not at all the similar situation but in terms of you know having real physical reactions to to things and i guess Mm. it's that control you know i can't control you know i had i've had this kind of tricky defriending experience Mm. that you know someone i felt very close to and um and very connected with has kind of put a lot of distance between us and i'm finding that quite hard to manage because i i want to fix it and i want people to like me and that's like a real as you say you know that core family of having a happy family it's like when you're looking at kind of your core the things that are important to you um, me doing well by people and people liking me is it verges on too much you know and it is something that I need to to work on to Mm. accept that I can't always please everyone and I can't always be everyone's best friend and you know it's something it's one of my life challenges I guess Mm. but you know it was those quite it was physically not only I think that's why it's important to sort of say to people you know like not only do you feel things um when you're raw and uh in a naked kind of mind um you feel things in your head but you feel things physically Mm. like I've it was like a wall of like frosty glass going up around me um and I felt like I was sort of so alone you know I mean you know it was sort of just got a high and that was it you know you can imagine it at the school gates can't you just like rather than a big like hi how are you oh let's go you know should we have a cup of tea it was just like hi you know then move on and I was just like Mm. in this cold space all by myself like oh no Mm. um and all those things are are tough you know and and when you've stopped using alcohol to numb your emotions then it's like Ah, like what am I gonna do about what do I do with this feeling yeah and yeah and I do think it does it comes from I mean I had uh, I had some coaching around it I um Mm. like my friend Jen James who's a coach in the US like very kindly she um you know I'd sort of said in a in a voice message I was just like you know this has happened and I'm feeling really kind of unsure of myself and she was like right you know call me in two hours let's talk about it and you know and we did and we worked through it and about Mm. my me again coming back to having self-compassion and and um caring about myself and putting yourself first and Mm. um you know it's like I can't I can't control other people's shit um, and how other people react with me but you know deep down in, in myself I know that I'm a good person and I'm a good friend everyone makes mistakes but for me you know it's kind of bouncing it back it's like well what does friendship mean to you you know mm. what's the core values of friendship that mean to you and it's like well someone that you know that you know I think I'm someone that's reliable I think I'm someone that's caring I think it's someone that's forgiving um, and I think I'm I'm someone that it's fun you know mm. and she was like right are you getting that back and it's like well well no mm. but I think you know these things it was so physical that it it took me time to get over you know yeah and I did true. I had to, 
you know, I, I had to sort of <laughs> go to bed, go to bed, and I had to mm. sort of have some quiet time, and I had to make my world small, and um, I had to look back at kind of uh, my values and, and all those things, mm. and and I guess yeah, we just want to share that with people that you know, tough times happen. Um, there are some key things that you can do, you know, going back to making your world quite small, um, going back to key values that are important to you um, and being, yeah, sort of taking a bespoke approach, I guess, like, and, 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 and getting help when you need, mm. you need help. And I really like what you said about um, this. I think this is really key, actually, it is for me, is that it takes time and mm. I'm very impatient with myself over things. And, you know, when we've been using alcohol, it's like the quick fix, isn't it? You would, yeah, absolutely. You immediately numb something out. You, it immediately goes away for a bit. Um, and obviously it comes back and bites you on the arse, like, the next day. Yeah. But, you know, you have that immediate kind of... Your brain is used to an immediate something. And the fact that some of these take time that actually I might feel... I might be upset for a week. I might be upset for a few days. That's okay. And I find that really uncomfortable sitting with not being all right and it taking a bit of time. Mm. But it does take me time to process things. And who knew? You know yeah. what I mean? Who knew that I might be upset for three days? You know, stop the world. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, I want to get off for a bit. It's like, you know, and I, and I kind of... Do you remember we used to talk about the sober bubble? Yeah. I like I like the sober bubble, which is and I used to use this all the time actually, and it was like my sober bubble is full of glitter and it's yellow. <laughs> but it's like that. It's like, okay, I need a bubble around me, I need to be protected, I need this like your like your woman cave, that kind of turning in and just looking after yourself. And at the same time there's that but I also need connection like with a trusted individual or with mm. an expert. So, because we're not alone, are we? So we might need to protect ourselves and also get support. So there's a sort of a double, double thing going on there somehow. Yeah, um, and I think um, something I've noticed quite a lot on um, on sober forums, especially now that Instagram has become such a kind of force in sobriety, which is absolutely wicked. Um, mm. But there is this kind of talked about it before this kind of comparison or that, that there should be some sort of success mm. in sobriety um and it's come up a few times and it makes me quite worried and um conscious of giving people a true depiction of you know of my sobriety and who I am mm. like um you know, I I talked about sobriety and I was trying to get sober, you know, for four years. I I just think that, you know, now I sort of, I, I speak out loud and I'm very proud, um, but it's a choice and it doesn't have to be the choice for everyone. And I, I just, I think you need to do your sobriety you know your way and and if that means being quiet and and that's brilliant and i just i just don't want people to feel pressure that you know that you sh there should be some sort of something more you know the, yeah. the most amazing thing is like protecting yourself and your family mm. 
and not drinking and that's it and you know so yeah I mean I do and I mean it's still scary I've shared some stuff um for a podcast that will come out and if I'm on the unruffled podcast which is amazing and I feel very blessed that they sort of gave me that space to to speak um but you know I kind of it was a moment where I felt like I wanted to talk a bit deeper and a bit more openly about certain subjects um and it was uh, terrifying you know it knocked Mm. me um and so I think you need to sort of yeah just do whatever is is good for you and there's no rules about what sobriety should look like or what you should achieve in your sobriety other than like not drinking and your life slowly Mm. improving I mean it's not going to be overnight either I was going to say something on that because I I've just written I make notes as you're speaking because you spark things off with me and um I for a while I like if anyone else is that kind of that perfectionist thing Mm. there was the real tendency in me to fix and polish and this and that and strive and all the rest of it and I remember um apart around the time that I discovered my sober bubble is this sort of I heard myself say that I'm sober and the rest is as it is it's like it's okay you know what I mean Mm. you don't have to have a fucking shiny happy perfect life with an amazing career and successful children and all this there's a there's a real tendency for me to to like have that little like lifestyle magazine thing playing in my Mm. head Mm. and and to kind of call bullshit on that and just say actually I mean part of that I think where I caught myself last week calling bullshit on that that thing about there's something wrong with me because this isn't looking like the picture should you know what I mean Mm, well there's something wrong with any of us it's like we are like that beautiful yoga teacher said just all walking each other home you know dragging our kind of broken legs behind us half the time (laughs) don't get me talking about that tv program that I said I wouldn't talk about because now I'm reminding myself of that but um yeah just that sort of like Oh, just the rest. It's just as it is. Life is life, isn't it? Yeah, with, with its walls. And I, there was some something else actually. While you were talking about the Instagram and this, this, and this, and I'm like, there are so many things coming in my email box at the moment about daily oms and green this and that, and all the information and the happy shiny, yoga tastic things. And sometimes I just I like do a massive call, and we've talked about that before. But Lucy yeah. Rocker just wrote a great blog on her site. Uh, the rest is history about, especially if you're like one of those people who just takes things on. It can be like too much, and actually, I think it can really destabilize your sobriety. Yeah, well, I, I, do I too. can for me. Like, I it's like I could, I can hear too many voices, and actually, what I need to do is shut down that and go back to my core and back to my just that that's that small thing of of being me and what what my sobriety means to me. You know, the safety, the you know, the sanity, the safety, the self care. The feeling better than not putting myself at risk and fuck the rest of it, all the shiny, happy, yeah. you know, motivational quotes that have got about a million likes or whatever. It's just it doesn't doesn't matter. No, doesn't and I think like um, a really nice thing to do um, 
when you feel a little bit lost in 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 that and trying to find back your core uh, mm. i did this exercise uh, with tammy salas um in her workshop and um <clears throat> excuse me and it's basically mind mapping so she you know we i think i spoke about it before but it's a kind of journaling technique so we did it with body you know kind of doing a body confidence and 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 self love in terms of, of body so you take each part of your body you know like your hand and you mind map you know what the hand means to you so you know then you go to touch to sensuality to um holding hands to children to family you know mm. and you, you go off in that in that way um and it's really nice to do it with sobriety you know so it's like what does sobriety mean to you you know for me the first word that jumps out is happiness and then from happiness I go to smile and then I, from smile I go to joy joy I go to my son you know my son I go to my daughter and and if you do that with a few more words okay so yeah then I go to safety safety means um security security means um mm. feeling feeling good uh, feeling good means secure uh, mm. in relationships means you know yeah. my marriage or whatever mm. and and then you build up this picture which is unique to you and it could be the some sort of darkness in there and that's okay mm. too you know mm. um uh, but w- what it is 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 bringing it back to its essence and mm. and that you know, a, a couple of people are, are kind of struggling at the moment. And I think lots of people are. It's this time of year, I guess. Um, oh, it's just life, isn't it? Um, and, you know, my, I always just say, and it's so hard to hear, but it's just like, just, you know, look after yourself. You mm. know, keep and can keep sobriety your sort of number one yeah. sort of mission, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, because it's, it's the core, isn't it? And I, I was just remember um, on Sobristas, we used to sort of talk about it as being a little flame. Sometimes it feels like an Olympic torch. Sometimes mm. it kind of comes right down to this tiny flame that just needs protecting and that you just need to keep it, you know, in the window in the darkness and snuggled. And sometimes, yeah, uh, I, I quite like that because it's... That's it's really nice. ...changing yeah. nature of the fact that it also needs tending and caring for and feeding um and has a life of its own as well you know yeah I really like that Um, I was thinking about your mind map though as well because I I really liked the fact um and I might do it I will do it rather than I might do it you speaking the words out loud as well and I was thinking about something I've just learned about repetition and creating those those neural pathways and positive pathways because the more you're making connections, you're making connections between one thing and another and you're repeating it and you're saying it, it's getting mirrored back. So you're strengthening those reasons and internally as well and that resolves. So that's a, quite a really mm. good practice. That seems like a powerful practice to me. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, it was quite, I mean, it was nice to, to do it like that. I mean, we didn't do it out loud. We did it... Um... We did it. It's just sort of my mapping on a piece of paper, but it was nice. It was nice to do it out loud. It's just like, oh yeah, so this means this. Mm. This means this. This is this to me. Um, yeah, and yeah, um, I guess I've, I've come to the end of my mm. my thoughts on it. Um, I was going to say you... something else about the vagal nerve, wasn't I? Remember when uh, we yes. talked about that, and we were talking about how to, with all of this stuff, when life throws 
shit at you. Um, there can be that tendency for me uh, to isolate, to over-identify, to, um, yeah, and to get very up in the head. So we were talking about, um, so I do a lot of yoga now, and that really helps that sort of somatic awareness and the, the self-compassion thing to get it into the body, like, where are you feeling it? And then that got me talking about the vagal nerve, and I'm not, I will do that that really dodgy thing about giving, like, probably half truths and half science it's a little knowledge being a dangerous thing etc but I'm going to go for it anyway what I know about the vagal nerve is it connects your brain all the way through down to your gut and then it feeds all your kind of nervous system and it's like it's like the m1 kind of thing in terms of your neural transmitters and the information and the thing about the vagal nerve is if you do yoga and the, uh, the nutrition being very important that goes you know the neurotransmitters that are in your gut which we now know about producing loads and loads of serotonin i can't remember how much it is but it's an enormous amount of serotonin um apparently you've got as many neurotransmitters have i said this before in your gut as a cat's got in their brain i don't know right so it's loads yeah. especially if you've got like a clever cat like yours it's like yeah. genius cat um and 80 percent of the vagal nerve activity goes from body to mind so instead of attacking everything with your mind you know like by doing something like mm. your shiatsu massage like doing tapping like doing yoga by looking after your nutrition again it's all that kind of fortifying stuff which I don't know if we can kind of do regularly when the shit hits the fan. Maybe we've got a bit more resilience. We've got more mm. resilience to draw on. Maybe we're doing that. Some of the science of happiness stuff we're doing now. All walks we're doing now. Scaffold. You know, we don't, we don't want to just look at our scaffold when it's crisis, do we? If we're going to, you know, do this this self-care on a daily basis. And then hopefully we've got we've got more resilience. And we won't get knocked off balance quite so much. Or we'll have those tools that we're used to using i mean yeah i mean that's that's um just to put that in there but Mm. you know that's jolene park's kind of speciality isn't it the kind of nutrition and the Mm. um somatic practices and she's a a yoga teacher so i know with um our workshop in april (laughs) i know that that's um that's a a lot i need that that bloody workshop i know me too (laughs) i I met someone the the other day and we're talking about and she was like it's just great because you're basically just you know creating a job that of stuff you want to do i was like Mm. yep i was like i can't i can't can't afford a you know a wellness retreat and i really want to go on so i'm trying to plan to you know make one exist yeah be uh, the change you want to make or whatever it is yeah yeah um, but yeah, she she um, she'll be doing some sort of somatic yoga, breathing exercises, and talking a lot about nutrition, That'd because be really there amazing. is a massive tendency um, that, and it comes from that kind of depressive state, I guess, or bad practices that you know when we feel down we make it worse you know mm. we eat shit food yeah. we you know sit on the sofa re- uh, kind of vegetate we self-medicate mm. um and what we should be doing is is looking after yeah. ourselves and, and that's again that a, a way to avoid ourselves rather than leaning in and, and finding out what we need it's that yeah. real maniac uh, sorry i've just used the 
The word that my daughter used, not a maniac. She calls people maniacs if they're That's kind of amazing. Mean. So it's, it's now become a word, right? It's going to be Wikipedia soon. So Brilliant. we're being a, a total maniac to ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like it. But it's, mm. it's true. It's like it's got a bit of an inner critic kind of ick to it. I like it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, maniacs. Um, yeah, so I was when I was... Um, having my massage go I'm so like on <laughs> um <laughs> I uh, I was thinking I'd need parsley that's what I was thinking just like, mm. I need parsley like, I really yeah. need I, I get these kind of cravings for like to taboule excuse my pronunciation mm. um with lots of lemon juice and and garlic and so that that's when I'm in a good acidic so you yeah. you're bringing your alkaline balance up maybe if you're craving parsley so, yeah. and that's quite detoxifying and the lemon juice would be, yeah, uh, making So, yeah, I really, that's something for this year I really want to learn mm. more about. I've learned a lot about kind of nutrition, but, I mean, I didn't, I didn't know what you were talking about with that um, vagal nerve. Vagus. Vagal? Yeah, well, it's the vagal, it is the vagus nerve and it's called vagal health. And when anyone, well, when I first heard about the vagus nerve, I was lying in shavasana in yoga and this just uh, the vision of elvis kind of popped into my head like in that white suit when he was quite old with his sideburns and i was like that that is my like little image of the vegas <laughs> it's just so rock and roll um, yeah so anyway. all right well uh, let's wrap it up let's wrap um, it up god's sake <laughs> What's your reason to love sober, Mandy? Or oh, no, what's your tip of the day? Which one comes first? Tip my, of the day. Tip of, my, t- <laughs> my tip of the day is um, have a look at where your money goes and if there can be a little bit of shuffling. Like, I mean... I know that that sometimes it, it's just not possible, you know, and I have had times in my life where I've been extremely poor. Um, but, you know, if you like, if, you know, you have a, a tendency to buy, I don't know, a new top once, once a month or, you know, you go out for coffee with friends or, I don't know, like, just have a look and see if there's, a, there's any ways you can shuffle that around and, I mean, we're trying to sort of budget our food at the moment, so we're eating a lot of soup. But, you know, it means that I get to go and have a, a massage, which is actually kind of quite fundamental for me feeling good. Mm. Um, I have quite a lot of kind of um, issues with touch, uh, which I've been working on for a long time. And, um, you know, to have that kind of connection with someone through touch is actually very therapeutic for me. So, mm. um you know, and sort of getting support for, uh, you know, uh, with a therapist or whatever. Mm. It, it, it seems unachievable at times, but then you kind of break it down. And it, basically my massage cost me pound fifty a day, Yeah. you know, if I put it in a pot. So, mm. And that's cheaper um, than a cup of coffee. Yeah, so yeah. I think try and look at, at that really mm. if you can and see if you can get some more kind of well-being in there through these kind of cold winter months Mm. and you my tip of the day um 
I'd say don't listen to me because I don't know anything. <laughs> That's how I feel at the moment. I think That's no, a my rubbish tip. Of the, tip. Yeah, it's tip of the day. Tip of the day would be to, um, if everything's got a bit noisy, to yeah, go like just the all the information going in. Maybe just have a little break from that. Like if you, I am, um, I'm. A, big I read non-fiction I've been studying all year so I'm like you know I probably need to read just a little bit of fiction like maybe an old classic or something I read some Jane Austen or some I don't know so just yeah um make it go a bit quieter switch maybe. off yeah switch off thank you those yeah words. yes reason to okay. love sober um reason to love sober I think, um, I mean, I, I was looking back through some old posts and it's great if you have some sort of way that you can look back. I, you know, I've got all my old posts on Soberistas and my sleep issues, um, you know, insomnia. And, and I mean, it was so grim. Mm. And I mean, at one point when I was when I went back to drinking, you know, I was taking hardcore sedatives mm. to sleep. I mean, I put on like nearly two stone and that was my solution, you know, mm. and it's like, um, yeah, my I mean, it's it's been a long time coming, but majoritively now I can sleep pretty good. You know, mm. if I if I have good um rules around it but you know yeah I mean I I love sober sleep yeah yeah it's fabulous yeah Yeah, I think mine would be as well because um last week I last week was very very stressful as you know and um I there was one night I took a half a sleeping tablet and I used to take them all the time yeah when I um when I was drinking like if I go back kind of 15 years and I was doing this really stressful job and I remember I used to just come home, drink half a bottle of wine and then I'd stop there because I'd think, well, if I can, if I, if I just stop now, then by about two in the morning, if I still can't sleep, there's enough time passed and I could take a sleeping tablet and mm. get up feeling like a zombie and then drive to work. I mean, the whole thing was so dysfunctional yeah. and, um, but, and so, yeah, I was like pretty reliant on them um and yeah so I haven't I haven't taken them for like a couple of years now and I took a half one one day and then by the next day I was back to normal sleep again even though I was a bit stressed out but it was just like okay that's amazing that's huge 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 transformation there yeah massive so yeah absolutely cool okay well we've come to the end um, so if you're um, immediately concerned about your drinking, um, do reach out, get support, talk to your GP or Alcohol Concern has lots of information about local support that you might be able to access. Um, obviously the sober communities as well. And um, yeah, I just want to say one little thing. We've been getting some lovely messages from people on the mm. Facebook page and and email, and we just love hearing from you. And there's there's a lady in, in America that um, that got in touch recently, and I won't mention her name, but um, if she's listening in, I just want to say a shout out to her because her her message 
like yeah and, and the woods made me like really made our day we were sitting in a cafe weren't we yeah. together when it came through and we were like oh my god that's so lovely so um we do read them and we really love to hear from you so uh, yeah always drop us a line and uh, yeah so we'll see you next week for more chat bye 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 bye